Worldwide, cardiovascular disease affects the lives of hundreds of millions. Dedicated cardio nerds everywhere are working hard to fight this global epidemic. These are their stories. Hey, Cardio Nerds family, this is Amit. On behalf of all of us at Cardio Nerds, we are thrilled to bring to you our Decipher the Guideline series for the 2022 AHA ACC HFSA Guideline for the Management of Heart Failure. Get ready for short and bite sized, high impact clinical vignette based questions designed to highlight core concepts based on cutting edge evidence that are relevant to your practice. The cases we use are hypothetical and created for educational purposes only. This series was developed by the Cardio Nerds and created in collaboration with the American Heart Association and the Heart Failure Society of America. It was created by 30 trainees spanning college student through advanced fellows with mentorship from Dr. Anu Lala, Dr. Robert Menz, and Dr. Nancy Schweitzer. We thank Dr. Judy Bazanson and Dr. Elliot Entman for their guidance along the way. So friends, join us as we get to learn about the heart failure guidelines and beyond from 16 leading faculty experts. And now, let's get nerdy. The following question refers to section 3.1 of the 2022 AHA-ACC HFSA guidelines for the management of heart failure. The question is asked by Texas Tech University medical student and Cardio Nerds Academy intern, Dr. Adriana Mores. Answered first by Rochester General Hospital Cardiology Fellow and Director of Cardio Nerds Journal Club, Dr. Devish Rai, and then by expert faculty, Dr. Shelley Zyroth. Dr. Zyroth is an advanced heart failure and transplant cardiologist, head of the Medical Heart Failure Program at the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority Cardiac Sciences Program, and an associate professor in the section of cardiology at the University of Manitoba. Dr. Zyroth is a past president of the Canadian Heart Failure Society. She is a steering committee member for the Paraglide HF trial and a PI mentor for the Cardio Nerds Clinical Trial Program. Dr. Zyroth, it's an honor to have you with us. Adriana, do you have a question for us? We're so glad to have you join us, Dr. Zyroth. Our question is the following. Which of the following is or are true about heart failure epidemiology? A. Although the absolute number of patients with heart failure has partly grown, the incidence of heart failure has decreased. B. Non-Hispanic Black patients have the highest death rate per capita resulting from heart failure. C. In patients with established heart failure, non-Hispanic Black patients have a higher heart failure hospitalization rate compared with non-Hispanic white patients. D. In patients with established heart failure, non-Hispanic Black patients have a lower death rate compared with non-Hispanic white patients, or E, all of the above. Dabash, what is the best answer that describes heart failure epidemiology? That is a really good question, Adriana. So whenever I'm seeing a patient, demographic is the first thing which comes to my mind. The correct answer for this question will be E, all of the above. So Although the absolute number of patients with heart failure has partly grown as a result of the increasing number of older adults, the incidence of heart failure has decreased though. There is a decreasing incidence of heart failure with reduced ejection fraction and increasing incidence of heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. The health and socioeconomic burden of heart failure is growing slowly. Beginning in 2012, the age-adjusted death rate per capita for heart failure increased for the first time in the United States. Heart failure hospitalizations have also been increasing in the U.S., Every year. In 2017, there were 1.2 million heart failure hospitalizations in the US, 
among 924,000 patients with a heart failure, a 26% increase compared to 2013. Non-Hispanic black patients have the highest death rate per capita. A recent report examining the US population found the age-adjusted mortality rate for heart failure to be 92 per 100,000 individuals for non-Hispanic black patients and 87 per 100,000 for non-Hispanic white patients and 53 per 100,000 for Hispanic patients. Among patients with established heart failure, non-Hispanic black patients experienced a higher rate of heart failure hospitalizations and a lower rate of death than non-Hispanic white patients with heart failure. Hispanic patients with heart failure have been found to have similar or higher heart failure hospitalization rates and a similar or lower mortality rates compared with non-Hispanic white patients. Asian and Pacific Islander patients with a heart failure have had a similar rate of hospitalizations as non-Hispanic white patients but a lower death rate. These racial and ethnic disparities have existed for a long time and warrant studies and health policy changes to address health inequity. In a nutshell, the main takeaway are racial and ethnic disparities and death resulting from heart failure are persistent, with non-Hispanic black patients having the highest death rate per capita and a higher rate of heart failure hospitalization. Further clinical studies and health policy changes are needed to address these inequities. So I would request Dr. Zidoth to comment on these disparities and share your polls. Well, thank you so much all of you cardio nerds. It's such a pleasure to be with you today and what an important topic this is. You know, over the last two decades, disparities in heart failure mortality have worsened among many racialized groups and this really requires urgent attention. And knowing that we were going to talk about this, there's a, you know, a recent article by Dr. Khadija Brathwaite that really highlighted a lot of the points that the guidelines discuss as well, GDMT and cardiac rehabilitation in general. They're underutilized through the entire population, but there's still racial and ethnic disparities that are quite noticeable. ICDs and LVADs on the other hand are being increasingly utilized in various racial and ethnic groups so those disparities have narrowed but overall clinical trial representation CRT referrals heart transplant access and post transplant survival continues to be a problem and the gaps might even be worsening depending on the analysis Dr. Brathwaite's recent paper also highlighted what we need to do in order to address these disparities that we see, including diversifying the workforce and the investigator pipeline. I know that the groups that are responsible for these heart failure guidelines, the ACC, AHA, and HFSA all have very important pipeline opportunities and are really working to diversify the workforce and expand upon opportunities for people to participate in clinical trials. We need to evaluate and intervene on any systemic racism and implicit bias that we see. We need to optimize therapeutic alliance by removing barriers to heart failure referral, medication access and affordability, and providing community-based intervention and risk factor modification as well. And you know, we need to measure the impact of new policies and therapies, and this will also allow us to invest resources uh, where necessary. And really, it's important to address all of these social determinants of health in order to improve access to heart failure care and improve outcomes in heart failure care. Thank you for that insightful explanation, Dr. Sarath. 
We now know that heart failure has a disproportionate burden on minority patients, and it's important to know the various factors like the ones you've mentioned, cardiac rehabilitation, heart transplant access, contribute to disparities among patients with heart failure. Thank you for your time and for joining us today. Pleasure. Thank <laughs> you.